Back with another episode of Project 2662, Bill Spate and Jordan Oliver. So glad to have you here today. Jordan, one of the first things I want to do today is to tell people, uh, plug, plug, that that is my son singing on the music parts, Wes Spate, at the beginning and ending of all of our podcasts. That's Wes. And the reason I want to mention that today is our guest today is one of Wesley's best friends for years and years, Uh, a businessman, an entrepreneur, a son. Um, a great example, a uh, best friend to several, including Wes, John Reed. Uh, the main thing, Jordan, as you've met him now and been with him for a few moments to uh, get to know more about John, that I love about him is he is a capital D dreamer. And I've watched him pursue some dreams. I've watched him go through the ups and downs. And John, the best uh, reason to have you on this show today is for you to just tell us about some of your dreams, your pursuit, and it's so, so good to have you on the show today. Thanks, guys. I'm honored to be here. Very excited. Can you start with where in the last five to, how old are you now, John? 35. 35. Let's go to five to 10 years. Five to 10 years, your dream walk with some of the dreams you've had, where they've gone, how they've ended up. They've all been great. They've all not. Talk to us about that. Oh, wow. If you ask me to go back 10 years, you would find a very depressed, uh, very depressed person uh, just dropped out of college, 0.18 semester GPA with an, with an A in art. Really had to struggle to get it that low with an A in art. Love it. Um, and you would, you would find a guy that was sleeping most of the day away and then waking up just long enough to eat something and tire himself out so he could go back to bed again. Wow. Uh, not a lot of hope. Most of the things that that I had dreamed about as a young man uh, seemed impossible at that stage in life 10 years ago. And my, I would say my journey the last 10 years has been one of figuring out, asking the question, is there hope? And how do I... What do I have to get aligned in order to have hope and to actually dream again and to actually pursue some of the things that have been written off as impossible? So you had been a bit of a dreamer, and then you hit this spot, which was how lengthy? How lengthy was this uh, stay-in-bed-all-day spot? That started my freshman year of college. And so I would say that started around 19. Hmm. And I really empowered that. So that I would say around 25 is when I was finding some motivation from hope to actually get some momentum in the quicksand. Hmm. What brought that what what brought that hope in all of a sudden? Was it a certain um, instance where you a light bulb went off or you had just maybe had enough of living the way you have been living? I think that's a great question, Jordan. I think there is an element of Deep down inside us, we know we're meant for more than what we're experiencing right now. Mm. And, yeah. and being able to not being able to shake that feeling, even when you're in a pit, can help provide some motivation. But I'd have to I'd have to say it's hard to give what what you don't have. 
to wow. give. Yeah. And if no one's ever deposited anything within you, you have nothing to, to work with and to give with. And so I'd really have to give credit to uh, putting myself in proximity to some people and some ideas that were depositing in me so that I had something to give out of. Even if it was just taking one step that day, I couldn't do that unless somebody had been depositing in me. Wow. So there's a bit of emotion in this room right now, and one thing, Jordan, we committed to at the beginning of this project was to be real and unscripted, and so this is real and unscripted. So you may hear a pause or two, but life is this episode, and there are times that all of us can remember a moment in which we thought the greatest thing we might accomplish today was to get ourselves out of the bed and then maybe repeat tomorrow. So someone or some group of people must have come along. or well, Actually, you said you availed yourself, which may be the very first little bitty step. You put yourself out there so that someone could influence you, right? Someone could be there for you. I would say if you asked what was the most important thing I did was I showed up to a place where I knew there would be people that had hope within them that they would deposit in me. Oh, wow. Now, can you say um, what that place was? Yeah, like, it was... Was it a specific place? It was really of? simple. I would say it was a place called the uh, Grassland Diner, and it was a group of men that would get together once a week just to eat a meal together and just to connect. And just having that group of guys where I knew I could show up and I'd be accepted no matter how down and out I was, and that they they would look at me and where. I had been partnering with the down and out and the depression, they would look at me and say, we're not going to partner with that. We're going to speak in the opposite of that. And just being around that slowly but surely just built up this deposit within me where I could do more from what was inside of me. I think the most powerful thing they did was just look at me and say, I'm not intimidated by your mess. You're safe here. You don't have to perform. You don't have to be something. You can just be here. And wow. Did somebody, um, a friend or someone, introduce you to one of the men in that group? Is that how you got connected to that group? That's great. I honestly don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm just trying to think for people listening out there who are feeling in the same spot. Yeah. They may think, "How do? where do I even begin? Because uh, what you said, John, was gold earlier when you said... You know, when you are that way, and if you don't have someone depositing into you already, that is, I think, where most people get stuck. If they have no one, they're looking around, and there's not one person in sight where they're saying, who's going to feed positivity into me, feed encouragement into me, where... Who just comes walking out of the blue? Or I mean, most (laughs) of the time, I think we have to go search for it. And that's, do you think you, if you can remember, went out to to look for that? Like you intentionally said, something's got to change and I need to seek out mentors? Or that's, can you remember back that far? I think that that there's a tremendous amount of value in recognizing somebody has what I want and I'm going to put myself in proximity to them. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's you great. Know? And yeah. everybody's got different capacities. So you have to navigate what's that person's capacity as far as what mm-hmm. they can put into you. Yeah. But uh, I was taught an amazing principle of 
so where you want to go. And I don't believe in coincidences. And Mm -hmm. so I believe that if you are making deposits, no matter how small they are, you're going to reap back from that. And if even if you have to start by depositing within yourself, right, that process of speaking life into yourself is going to cause things to be attracted to you mm-hmm. uh, that are that you will be able to navigate and say this person is filled with hope and they feel safe and I want to be around them. So I often tell people, and this is perfect for this episode. Uh, when they're as empty as you were at that point. And if, if I can't discern that they've got some people around them that would give to them, because so many people do not, I'll say, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or uh, McKay's Books. And I want you to go to the self-help section and just stand there for an hour. And they go, pardon me? Stand there for an hour and see if a book doesn't jump off the shelf at you. Do you need money? I'll give you $10, $20, a dollar. At McKay's, it'll be a dollar. <laughs> but there's something out there. The point of it is, John, that there's something out there that's going to start depositing, is your, your key word here, into a very empty vessel, a very empty person. So the, I think you just said the best thing you did was you, you realized how empty. Do you remember an exact moment when you realized how exactly empty you were? That's hard to say because it had been, I had felt empty for so long. There was no moment of, I feel empty now. Okay. It's, I'm living out of emptiness. But connecting living with emptiness to, there's something within all of us that I feel no matter how, how down and out we are, how strung out we are, there's something woven into the DNA of man that says, you were made for more than this. Hmm. The the trick of that is aligning aligning the choices you're making with that and saying, I'm not going to be a victim to the emptiness. Hmm. I'm going to make a powerful choice today right. in the opposite spirit of emptiness. Right. And that might be the only thing you might be able to do is drag yourself to a mirror <laughs> and look yourself in the eye. Right. And say, there's nothing wrong with you. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. And I'm proud of you. And for many of us, we've never heard those things. No one's ever no right. one's ever That's said right. that to us. And so we can't we can't give that away because it's mm-hmm. never been given to us. But you could choose today to give it to yourself yeah. so that tomorrow you can take one more step. Yeah, and you can do that. You know, I just hear so many people who get one quote that they love and Mm -hmm. put it on their mirror, just like what you said, or put it, you know, in your car, near your visor, somewhere where you always are, and you're repeatedly seeing these words that are positive and and boosting up, you know, depositing into you and your self-esteem. And you just, the more we see, we talked about visualization last Mm -hmm. time, the more it truly gets into our core and our Mm -hmm. being. It's, we're like sponges, literally absorbing what you see and hear. So music is also another way. If you have some encouraging songs that are motivational, play them and and keep them on repeat. So that's filling you up and um, it does make a difference. Absolutely. If you can... If you can align yourself with that inner belief of, I am made for more than this, mm-hmm. 
that's an amazing first step. Right. All right, so your key words there, John, first step. You, you knew what your first step was in the process, and this is a, life is an ongoing process Yes, for all of us in this room, you youngsters. Uh, what are you, 36? 35. So this becomes Project 263562, I guess, <laughs> for the purpose of this particular. All right. Um, you got with these men. Um, they loved on you, cared for you, ministered to you, um, started, as you say, depositing, that's a great term, into you. In the process of this, where did it go next? I had a very uh, Oliver Twist moment where I was working at a camp and retreat facility, and we were hosting a group from a local church that was doing a young adult teaching retreat. And everything within the property broke or shut down, and I was always around them trying to fix something. (laughs) mechanically. And so I would hear tidbits of their teaching. And it came to a point where I was literally standing outside in the dark, outside in the cold, shivering just to look through the window at what I considered this gold that these people had that I just wanted to be near it and wow. just pick up any tiny little nuggets of gold wow. that they would drop. And so there I was just saying the truth that these people have is what I've been looking for my whole life. I want more of this. Mm. Mm. And it began this process of uh, figuring out who I am uh, and what, what gold there is inside of me, but also what lies are inside of me that I've agreed with right. and empowered. Yes. Uh, and what things have I aligned myself with that feel like truth due to my experiences, but mm. might not actually be the truth. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, wow, there's about eight different places I want to go right now. <laughs> uh, can you recall a time, because I've, no, I've known you to be such a dreamer, and you try so many different things, and, and this is one of the, the themes we're on right now in, in our show, besides just the theme is always about life. And what people bring to the table, and thank you for bringing this to the table. This is wonderful. Um, do you remember when you? Obviously, you had to let go some to find your way out of the bed, out of the everyday depression, and then you had to let yourself go to find yourself looking through the window on a cold night, and then you stepped into that more and more and more to let God into your life. Do you remember um, when you started then allowing yourself to believe that you could be a dreamer that could pursue something in life that might then change the next young man who is looking through a window that might look through that cold window and see you and connect with um, a better life? So I, I love biology. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the scientific study of life. And that's, that's become personal to me because I'm, I'm very scientific in the way I think. But what I love to chew on is, is the nitty-gritty of life. Oh, that's great. I want to hear and, this because I made a C-minus in biology, so I want to hear this. <laughs> well, what's curious is biologists will tell you if there's nothing being exchanged, there's no life. And so what I found is that there was life in exchanging the little things I was learning with other people. Hmm. And when, so when I found the next guy 
than the next gal next to me that looked like they were in a place of hopelessness that was very familiar to me, even if I'm just a half step ahead of them, when I exchanged something with them, when I exchanged a small piece of hope or a small piece of truth that was sincere to me and my experience, that exchange produced life. Wow. Which I would also say produced joy. Mm-hmm. Now that serves both people, but now I've given something away and I now have more. Wow. It's that same sense of so where you want to go or so what you want to grow mm-hmm. if you want to take it to the biology right. side of things. I risk my kernel of corn mm-hmm. by depositing it in somebody else. Right. And in the natural, I can't put out one kernel of corn and not get back several ears full of corn kernels. Right. And so I would say what started next was me having this awareness that I could give away what I have, even if I think it's as small as a corn kernel. Mm -hmm. And in that exchange, life was produced. Joy happened. Wow. I started getting filled up in a way that I instinctively knew I'm made to be, uh, I'm made to experience joy. That's who I'm designed to be. Wow. And I'm made to be enjoyed. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's that, that could be a, that could be tweeted out there. <laughs> yes. Sounds like that famous quote, is it by Gandhi, uh, be the change you want to see in the world? Uh, I, I have to go back and look, so pardon me if I just misquoted somebody, but uh, be be what you want to see. And that, by the way, is the whole foundation of our podcast. Yes. We thought we would just see if a young guy, and a, well, you're not a guy, but <laughs> a young girl and an old guy could get together and do something that might add a little bit of positivity to this world that might just be a little something different than what you might see on the news or in politics or something like that. So you you as a guest is is perfect. And, and that's where you don't have to be a guru, a pastor, uh, a medium. You don't have to you don't have to have read one book to be able to look at somebody and say, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. If all you did today was get out of bed, I'm proud of you. If all you did today was stay in bed but have the idea, I might be able to get out of bed today or I might want to get out of bed today. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. You don't have to have any special training no. to deposit right. something good into somebody. It's called free, loving kindness. Boy, that's great. It's one of the favorite things of mine in a grocery store. I love to look at the cashier who is obviously having a terrible day and go, having a bad day? And they look at you like, you reckon? (laughs) You can tell? I said, yep, you want to talk? And they about fall over when you say, you want to talk, because they expected you to give them their 20 and get their $16 back for the eggs and the milk you're buying and leave angry like everybody else. So um, it's true of all three of us in this room. It's, It's easy, isn't it? just to stop and say, um, how's your day going? Because sometimes people don't have that all week long, John. Nobody. That's right. Ask them, how's your week going? Yeah, I would say my experience of connecting with other people, majority of us don't know how lonely we are and how sad we are. Mm -hmm. And those those are 
good emotions. There's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with feeling sad. But just owning that mm-hmm. and then looking at someone and saying, I want to invite you into life. Let's have an exchange. Because mm-hmm. when we exchange things, life is going to be produced. That's great. Yeah. We talk a lot about mindset here at I Coach Life in the office. You know, getting the mindset is really your fuel for everything behind a person. And I think a lot of times we hear, you are what you think. You know, that's a common quote. But I was thinking about that one day, thinking, you know, where where do those thoughts come from? Well, they come from words. They come from what we hear. So it's really, we think according to the words that we hear. And so there really is power of life and death that comes out of our mouth. And it has the power to either bring us to life or, you know, bring us down. And same for other people, everything that you're talking about, John. So words are power. Yes. And, um, you know, they're not to be taken for granted, especially Mm -hmm. the power every day in everyday simple situations we hold that power to, to use those situations to speak life into other people. So. Yeah. And that's where I would say, whether you're in bed right now, whether you're in the car right now, whether you're at work right now, whatever you're doing, I want you to close your eyes and just imagine that I'm standing in front of you and looking you in the eye. And I'm going to tell you right now, everything you're feeling is fair Invalid. There's nothing wrong with you. You are one of the most powerful things in this universe. I believe you can do this. You're not a victim. And I'm really proud of you. And I want you just to imagine seeing me say that to you right now. And if that's the only positive exchange you have today, I promise you, you can do amazing things. You can do amazing things. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, John, all this led you to the trail of coming in here and recording this podcast today, and that is amazing. And Jordan and I are honored to be a part of this uh, episode to see what you're doing and what's going on in your life. If you need to reach John Reed, John Joseph Reed, John Joseph, R-E-E-D, at gmail.com. He's an entrepreneur, business guy. Specifically, he's a dream consultant helping you get your business dream, your project going, or just to go into your dream and figure out what it is. John Joseph Reed at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you. So thank you, John, for your friendship with my son and myself as well, and for your willingness to always reach out and reach toward people as you're doing now with your own personal dream. I definitely want to have you back on sometime soon. For Jordan Oliver and Bill Spate, this is Project 2662. We will see you next time. Time before it's too late.